0: again folks welcome to another edition of Alpharetta Tech Talk I'm John Ray and we are coming to you from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank in Alpharetta and folks today you're connected more than ever whether it's your friends your family or your life Renaissance understands how you bank offering the mobile banking services that you need And Renaissance also knows that sometimes you need to speak to real people with real answers. And that's why they have more than 190 convenient locations throughout the South ready to serve you. For more information, go to RenaissanceBank.com, Renaissance Bank, Understanding You, Member FDIC. And now on this edition of Alpharetta Tech Talk, we're delighted to welcome Joseph Garfield. Joseph is the Founder, CEO of Phase 3 IT. Joseph, welcome. Thank you, John. Great to have you here. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. So tell us about Phase 3 IT. How do you help folks? Well, I mean, what we focus
1: on is helping people run successful projects. Uh, so my background, I, I've done IT for over 10 years, and and uh, I've had to deliver complex IT projects, uh, the server network uh, desktop side, and so with that experience, I was able to learn uh, how to effectively run and execute projects. And so I've been bringing that that experience to businesses to help them to run their projects. So what we do is we focus on, on IT project and program management. Uh, we help cust- customers to really understand what their goals are with a project. And then to document those goals, build a clear uh, roadmap for success, a tr- project charter is what we call it. And then we work with them to, to execute that vision and to achieve uh, whatever ends it is that they uh, that they want with the with the projects that they have.
0: Lots there, Joseph. I want to get to, but I want to talk about your name first of all. That's <laughs> that's interesting name. Why Why Phase Three IT? What does that signify?
1: What Phase Three symbol, uh, signifies is that there's basically three three phases or three levels to successful uh, projects. Uh, the foundation uh, originally our logo was a pyramid. And that's because the foundation of a successful project is people. Uh, Quality people are the foundation of our business and the foundation of success with our customers, getting the right people together and empowering them to make a difference. The second layer of the the pyramid or the second stage is is projects or process. And, you know, having the right people is great, but you have to give those people the tools and the guidelines they need to be successful. People need to know exactly what they're supposed to do and need to be able to – have a clear understanding of that to complete the tasks and to achieve the project success. And the third, the third level, third phase is, is results. And that is the pinnacle of the pyramid or the peak, because in the end the whole purpose of my business is to deliver results for our clients. Uh, just having people and having process is great, but if you don't achieve results, it's all for nothing. Uh, sure. So businesses need to achieve results. You name the business and that's what they're about. They're about delivering uh, results to their customers. And so that's what we do as through our people and our projects, we help our customers to achieve
0: results um, in their business. So project management's a big word or a big term. I mean, what makes your, the way you do project management different than others? Well,
1: that's a good point, John. I mean, project management is a big word. And uh, there's, there's 100 different styles of project management. Sure. Um, our, our unique take is more of project. We're project leaders. Uh, we're project champions, and so with a lot of businesses, uh, the project manager kind of sets the meetings up and takes notes, and and uh, just kind of is a glorified secretary is what a lot of them end up doing because they don't they don't really know the technology. The reason that we focus on technology is because of our experience with technology. We we know from experience how to execute successful projects. We also speak geek, uh, and so because we speak geek, we can talk to those IT nerds in the closet. We love those guys. They're our friends. We've worked with them our entire careers. So we are able to work with them at their level. Uh, and also on the business side, we kind of bridge that gap between IT and the business because business people don't speak IT acronyms. They don't speak geek. Sure. And so we help businesses and IT departments to work together and to be successful together. And so project management is a big field. Our We specialize in in that IT project management, that IT uh, vertical because that's where we have the skills and the experience to be successful with our customers. And so, you know, we know we can be successful. We've always, we've, we, we have a track record of success. Any project we tackle, we make sure that we uh, we build on a solid foundation and uh, we, we ensure success, whatever it takes.
0: You know, you've touched on something that is so important in terms of just being able to uh, bring folks together that maybe have a hard time communicating or or they're talking past each other, um, and it's not because of anything necessarily wrong either either side's doing. It's just they come from a different mindset. They've got a different way of communicating, what have you.
1: Oh, exactly. I mean, you, you just nailed it. And that's the challenge: is everybody wants to do a good job. Everybody does. The IT guys, and, and a lot of times they think in terms of hardware and, and RAM and processor speed and network network protocols. And they want to be successful, and they think they are being successful. But if their success does not align with the business leader's perception of success, then it's perceived as failure, which isn't good for them or for their careers. Um, And that's one of the biggest challenges I've seen in my career and in business is ultimately the purpose of IT is to enable the business. Right. The reason the IT department exists, the reason you have the network and the servers and the workstations is to help the business achieve business ends. And sometimes IT people, you know, we, we, can, we can get up in our own world and think that the business exists to give us servers and networks to play with. And it's not the case. And so you've got to make sure that the business people are able to achieve what they want with IT as partners. Because if you don't do that, they can be perceived as enemies. And that's, that's dangerous. When you, have, when you have headbutting between departments and silos, it can hurt the business. And no one wants that. Sure. So you got to make sure that everybody's aligned and has the same vision uh, and the same goals. And that's all about being a good project manager. You kind of bridge that gap and you make sure that, that you have that clear charter, that clear roadmap to success that everybody agrees on and that everybody can, can get on board with so you can be su- successful together.
0: Yeah, that makes perfect sense, Joseph. I, I love that. Now, you know, I have to ask why – outside project management. I mean, why should I outsource the management of, of uh, this project that it really is uh, maybe crucial to the future of my business?
1: That's a great point. I mean, uh, it is crucial to your success of your business and the people that you have on board, they know your business best. The reason that we found the value in outsourcing projects is twofold. First of all, um, most projects by definition are temporary. A project, but it has to have a, a definite start and a definite end date. And so companies, you know, when you bring in an outside project manager, you can tie the project manager to the cost of the project. And so just like your project has a start and end date, your contract project manager has a start and end date. So it's beautiful from a financial point of view uh, to tie that all together. Uh, the other thing, the other, the other point is that uh, generally businesses are staffed for operations, what we found working at the hospitals we've worked at and the other businesses is their IT staff is staffed to firefight. They are staffed to close tickets, to keep the lights on, you know, just to do the day-to-day work. And so when a project comes along, they are they're only staffed to deal with what they already have. And so when they get a project, all of a sudden you have these these firefighters who are being put into these long-term planning perspectives and these long-term planning roles which takes them out of the line which means your, your support's going to suffer and your day-to-day is going to suffer. And these guys have to put on different hats to completely change their mindset to deliver these long-term projects. And it's very difficult for the staff. And it also leads to a lot of project failure because these people are not designed for that. They're not trained for that. It's very hard for them to adapt to a completely different perspective um, and without impact to the business.
0: Makes perfect sense. I'm curious, uh, if if I'm running a big enterprise operation, there's some projects that I definitely want to outsource, and you would recommend that I outsource. There's some that you would recommend I stay in house with, right? So to distinguish the difference, how how do I know which ones I want to keep in house, and which ones really I need to outsource to someone like you?
1: That's a good question, John. So in, in my mind, there's some there's some definite uh, differentiators between those two types of projects. First of all, is the project something that your that your staff needs to be able to support long term? Is this a project are they implementing a new technology that 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 uh, they'll have to support? Because if, if that's true, then that's a perfect opportunity to bring in an outside project manager, but have your staff be the project team on the project. You, you still need an expert project manager to help your team be successful, but by having your your staff, your technical staff who who implement the new technology or to deploy the new solution, they'll gain that foundational knowledge of the application or system or server or network, which is invaluable for that long-term support and operations. So you definitely do not want to outsource something that is introducing a new technology or a new something to your business. Now a case for outsourcing the work is if you're getting rid of something that is no longer going to be used in your business. For example, decommissioning servers, closing out an application or if your staff just does not have the does not have the knowledge base and does not need to understand uh, that facet of the business if it's a one time thing if it's a one time project great opportunity to outsource keep your keep your team working working on the queues working in your infrastructure responding to your customers but if it's a long term implementation do it in house i still recommend bringing on that expert project manager if you don't have them already to help you be successful but you want your team involved in it because they're going to be supporting it in the long term.
0: We're speaking with Joseph Garfield. Joseph is the CEO and founder of Phase 3 IT Inc. Joseph, you're, you've got IT in your name. You focused uh, focus on IT project management. What makes uh, uh, projects related to IT different from a project management point of view than other uh, uh, big internal projects that enterprises have?
1: You know, IT is, a, is a, it's, its, own, its own language, yep. right? It's its own, its own culture, its own language. And so uh, what I've seen in, in my career is a lot of times general project managers kind of struggle to be successful with these niche projects or these specialized projects. They don't speak the language. They don't understand the complexity. Uh, and so because of my background in IT, I've, you know, I've, I started off in help desk. I moved up to network engineer, server engineer. I worked in the cloud. I've done all levels of IT, it really helps me to be able to understand where these IT guys are coming from, understand the complexities of their life, understand all that they have going on and support them. And so on the IT side, I'm able to um, speak to them on on their level and in terms they understand. And so, I mean, I guess that's, that's, that's why it's different versus standard project managers. (laughs) The truth is, John, I, I used to be an IT consultant and I hated project managers. I hate to say that. Really? I did. I did. Now why, now why is that? Because they didn't know what they were talking about. I mean, I would have a project and I'd say, well, I need, I need you know, two months to, de- to deploy uh, this, this solution to 200 workstations. And they say, why can't you do it in two weeks? I'm like, well, you know, you've got to, you have to assess the application. You have to assess the environment. You need to understand, um, you know, the, the, the maintenance windows and all the updates. And their eyes would glaze over. <laughs> because they didn't care. They didn't care about the technology. Right. They had a checklist. They had a piece of paper that told them you have to, I need this done in this time frame." And they didn't get it. They had no understanding or comprehension of all the technical complexity that was required to go from this line in the project plan to this line in the project plan. And so we, um, we would, we would, I would try to teach them, but they really didn't want to learn because they, they just wanted to get the project done. Uh, they were very driven to get project results. And that's that's fine, but it, it's very difficult because then you have this gap in understanding. And a lot of times when you have IT people that are being driven by someone who doesn't understand what they do, the, you lose so much in communication. There's, there's so much, I guess, um, stress and friction between the business and the IT people if you have a PM that doesn't doesn't get it. Right. And I saw that firsthand as a technical resource. And uh, I've worked to resolve that as a project manager.
0: Something tells me that's... You- Part of your the unique value proposition of Phase 3 IT is that you you're able to get uh, IT folks on board because you understand where they're coming from. You've said a little bit about that, but but uh, I think it's even more clear as to what your value proposition is.
1: Well thank you, John, and, and that's really a part of it. Yeah. I mean, project, uh, IT people are used to being bossed around by the business. They're used to being told the deadlines. And, sure. to, and so, I mean, the that,
0: unrealistic deadlines, right? Exactly. Yeah,
1: exactly. And so when I come into an organization or to a group and I'm able to speak their language, there's just this immediate connection, this camaraderie, you know, mm. it's, it's like band of brothers. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Yes. or the band of brothers show. Sure. You know, they, when you go through the trenches, when you go through warfare together, mm-hmm. then you build that camaraderie and that connection. Uh, and I have that with my fellow IT people because I've been there, um, and I've also I've also been on the business side as a, as a business owner myself. I've been on the business owner side, and I can see you know what their goals. They have nothing to do with technical details. So Their goals are about um, profit profitability and, and margins, and they're they're driven by a whole different uh, set of requirements. And so uh, I just I, I love being able to help these two groups work together. You know, they're both there's great people on both sides, and to be able to help them connect and be successful. It just, it makes my day.
0: That's great. Uh, Joseph, talk a little bit about how uh, clients engage with you. I mean, how does, how does that work? And, and, um, uh, how how does somebody reach out to you to, to, um, uh, I mean, what's that conversation look like? I guess is the question.
1: Thank you, John, for asking that. So we have a website, of course, with the contact form available, Um, I'm also, my my phone number, I'm always available for a, for a quick phone call anytime. Sure. Um, also email is another way for them to reach out to us. We have our Facebook and our LinkedIn pages, all the standard social media. So we have lots of other ways to kind of get that initial introduction. Now, I think the question, what you're asking for is once that initial conversation starts, where do you go from there? Right. And that's, that's where we implement our our 3d process. Um, we have a very streamlined project management approach. Uh, the three D's are, first of all, discover. So before, you know, one of my favorite quotes from Stephen R. Covey is "Diagnose before you prescribe,
0: right? Mm, Right.
1: So one of the biggest challenges I've seen in project management is people come in with these plans, these box, these plans out of a box, and they try to put companies in boxes and put things in boxes. And so the first phase of project management for us is we come in and we discover kind of the culture uh, of, of the business. We come in and understand, you know, the who's who and what's what, what are some of the past challenges they've had with projects? Uh, what are some of the, the strengths that they, they can bring to the table? Um, and just really understand we, we do a very thorough assessment of the business and what, the, what they're trying to achieve with the project. We, we interview all the key stakeholders who identify who the people are that need to be involved. and We interview them to get their insight and what success looks like to them. And then with uh, that, that discovery phase, phase, one of the outputs is a project charter. So we have a very simple one-page project charter where that we define very clearly the scope of the project, what are the deliverables? What are they going to achieve? Uh, any constraints or requirements or risks? We identify the project team, and most importantly, we define the success factors. We identify what does success look like, and this isn't from one person's point of view. This is from everyone's point of view. So this is where we bring that business and IT together, um, and we we make sure that everybody's on board uh, with the journey before you set the, the first step. Right. Right. We have a clear we have a clear plan. So that the first step is that a discovery is how we start the process. And then once we we feel like, once everybody signs off and agrees this is what we're trying to achieve, then we move into the second D, which is design. So we take we take all that we've discovered and we build a very thorough project plan that uh, ensures all those deliverables are achievable according to our, our plan and our timeline and our budget. And so we build out, we design the project, also known as the planning stage. And so we we build out the plan so that everybody's on board, everybody has clear expectations from what their part is. Uh, and then... After that, we move into our third D, which is my favorite part of the process. Yeah. And that's delivery. Mm. Um, that's delivery. Uh, and, and what it is, is it's just we we drive delivery. Uh, we used to have four D's actually. I got ready to drive because it's, it's understood. We drive delivery um, because we once we understand what we're doing, once we have that clear roadmap, you just need that uh, the wagon captain or what do you call them back in the day. You need someone to drive that vision. And so we lead from the front. I mean, all the people on our in our company are leaders. Uh, and we come in and we we lead the meetings and we help people accountable. Um, but we also, we're understanding. We're supportive. We're understanding. We're empowering. Enthusiasm is one of our key qualities we look for in our staff. And so we drive those results. We provide weekly status updates. We have custom dashboards. We've developed our own reporting structure for leadership. Mm. Because what we found, John, is leadership doesn't want to get into the nitty-gritty. They don't have the time to read, you know, two-page emails. Right. They don't want to read through every single item they want to understand, you know, give me that thousand foot view. Are we on track? Are we behind schedule? And what what do I need to do about it, right? right. What are my escalations? And so we try to make sure that leadership has the visibility they need, but that all we can drill down from that into the detailed uh, work that's being done. And one of the things we love about delivery, we love to recognize our, our people who contribute. So the last part of our project is we just, we close out the project and we make sure that we we recognize everybody who really has made us successful because it's not the project manager who deserves the credit. You know, we just enable um, the company and the people to be successful. So we like to give credit where it's due and make sure they're recognized and that uh, people, people are appreciated for all the hard
0: work that they do to make us successful. Sure. Joseph, what, what inevitably there are going to be uh, mishaps along the way or uh, air pockets, whatever, uh, whatever metaphor you want to use to describe them, uh, things will go wrong. So uh, how do you work through that with a client?
1: Well, you're right, John. I mean, uh, we're human. Yeah. We all make mistakes. Uh, I make mistakes once in a while. Ask my wife. Uh, she <laughs> she, I-
0: she'll tell you, right? <laughs> she, she'll tell you. Just like mine does. That's right. Yeah.
1: But no, I mean, th- 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 things do happen. Uh, misunderstandings. Um, sometimes your ladder's against the wrong wall. You're mm-hmm. climbing the wrong wall. Right. Uh, and so when that happens, um, honesty is the best policy. So when, when things do come up, I prefer to praise publicly and, 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 and criticize it in private or to work things out in private. So when we have issues, um, I, I will take, out, take, out, take the individual, we'll work one-on-one to resolve the issues. If we need to escalate to leadership, we, we make sure leadership's informed. The, the worst thing to do um, sometimes, sometimes project managers, they like to keep their project green. Uh, they say, Oh, we're on track. Everything's great. Peachy, rosy. And then leaders get blindsided, mm. uh, when things don't work out. when right. did this happen? So as soon as things start to go off kilter, we raise that to leadership. We let them know, Hey, uh, here's the problem we're facing. And this is what we're doing to get it back on track. I don't believe in reporting problems without having a plan. Right. And so every time we do hit these roadblocks, we create a, ri- uh, we have a risk log we create either a risk or an issue in, in our report. We, uh, we, we rate it or we score that risk. And we, dev- and we design a mitigation plan. We determine how are we going to deal with it. So when we go to leadership, what they love about it, we go with it. We're already working on the solution. We're not just reporting issues. We identify the issue. We're solving it to want to let you know that we're dealing with it. And so, again, one of the things that um, we've gotten lots of positive feedback from business owners is they say basically when we're on a project, they know it's taken care of. That we're going to own it to to delivery, um, and that's what we that's what we like to do. You know, when we when I have a project, I'm going to own the results of that project for better or for worse. It's on me. Uh, the business leader can focus on on their day to day. I'll take care of the project.
0: I'm interested to, to the extent you're able, in uh, and, and you deal with some awfully big clients who we'll get to in a second. So you may not be able to name names in this case, but talk about some of your maybe uh, one or two of your more challenging projects that you've uh, been involved in and what you did to get them back on track. Maybe give us some real examples.
1: Thank you, John. Yeah. Um, so two, two projects, both of them with a large hospital in, uh, in North Georgia, which um, I won't share the name.
0: But, okay. uh, you know, there are not many of those, so we, we, you know, we, we can narrow that down pretty quickly.
1: It's one, it, it's one of the bigger ones. Yeah, yeah but, sure. Uh, so, I mean, the first project um, was actually a large hospital move. Um, And what happened is the project had been going on for, for, for years. They built a brand new hospital and that brand new hospital, beautiful hospital, by the way. um, But they had been working on it for years and we were about two months out from the go live when everything had to move and two months out, there was not a solid plan. Uh, We had five different groups that were tracking their project tasks, five different ways. One guy had a whiteboard where he had a whiteboard of all his stuff he had left to do. Another person had an email, then there was a meeting and it was just, it was chaos.
0: Wow. You can't email a whiteboard, can you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, you can't.
0: Yeah. Wow. uh,
1: Yeah. So we, we were two months from, two months from the move and leadership was, 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 uh, rightfully afraid. They're like, how are we two months away? And we don't have a clear plan. And so they brought me up there and, uh, it was fun, John. Um, I, I worked probably, you know, 16 hour days for the first few weeks, just getting it all together. So the first thing I did is we went and we went and assessed all these different sources of tasks. I consolidated them into one dashboard. So I built, I built one master table with all the project tasks that were left to do, identified who the owners were. And then I started to track each task. um, And I started to hold people accountable. And so what I also did for leadership, I love dashboards. So I Mm -hmm. took all these tasks and I created a dashboard that was fed from the real data that showed how many tasks were overdue, how many tasks were current um and it gave them a clear report and so once after about 2 weeks of me being on the project we had a really good handle on what was left we knew what our priority items were we knew what our we, we uh, rated all the issues by severity and so what happened is and once we everything stabilized we drove those project results i also created a very detailed move plan uh for the go live and developed the command center support plan and so when the move happened after those 2 months it was seamless I think we moved around around 700 computers and systems in in one 24 hour period. We moved them all, and we I also built I love building tools. I love developing solutions, and we built a uh, a master tracking tool with a live dashboard that, as all the computers were being moved from the old hospital to the new hospital, we had real time tracking about where they were. Oh in, wow! In the move, and cool. with the dashboard for leadership, that yeah, was great. So again, I was just I was just the project manager. The people did all the work but because I was able to help them with the organization um it was able to enable their success you know and 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 that's what a project manager should do is enable the people to be successful so that was the first project I'll mention the second one uh, was with a large implementation of at Cerner it's a it's electronic medical records yes um there's two big me- medical records companies there's Cerner and there's Epic mm-hmm. and so what happened is this project had also been going on for a few months and um I got notified that the that the project manager that was there had was, had left. And so I got brought in. And at the time we were about a, we were about six months out originally from, from the go live of this massive, uh, massive new system. And we had four projects on our list for it, for the it projects. And as I started getting involved in the project, John, I discovered more and more projects that nobody was owning that, that no one was, no one was working on these projects, but they had to be done by go live. Oh, lovely. So our list went from four projects to 20 projects and that's when I became a program manager. So I had 20 different projects that either I had to manage myself or I had a, another project manager that, that reported to me and I, I, I supported them. But we went from four to 20 projects. And uh, it was difficult too because with Cerner, you know, we looked at them as being the experts, but they didn't seem to have the time of day to help us out. So we ended up doing a lot of the work by ourselves. Uh, and in the end, we were successful. It was a seamless go live thanks to thousands of hours of works from hundreds of people. Again, all the credit goes to the project team, but uh, it was a very complex project with a lot of moving parts. I didn't know Cerner before, but I know Cerner now <laughs> from that project.
0: Sure. You know what you're describing sounds like there was really a leadership vacuum, right? And and it's not that anybody fell down on the job. It's just it as it, as that project unfolded, uh this move that you described from from uh in terms of the hospital. Um, that that somebody needed to pull the loose ends together.
1: Well, you're you're right, John. And and honestly, that the, the part of the problem leadership can always we can always improve as, as leaders. What you see with with larger enterprises, especially, you have a lot of silos. So right. you have groups who aren't fully responsible, and there's that there's that kind of gray area between who's who owns it, and that's kind of a dangerous area because for 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 the full timers for the full time employees, you know, there's that there's that political delicacy. Yeah, I don't want to claim that because that's not mine. Uh, and you have that challenge where things fall through the cracks, right? As, as a contract, as contract PM, our job is just to get the work done. Sure. You know, we don't, we, we, we just want to make sure we're successful. So um, the, the leadership, you know, we, we could have communicated better on the leadership side, but honestly the project manager, I think was really, uh, he was, it was a full-time employee project manager. That's really where the greatest failure was because it was his job to make sure that he had a, a handle on the projects and he was reporting, information accurately. And he didn't do his, he didn't do his job. And so, you know, thankfully I was brought in early enough that we were able to be successful, but, um, definitely those, those gaps are dangerous. Yeah, And that's why, again, that's where contractors come in is we don't, we don't have a dog in the fight. We don't, we're not pursuing a career advancement at the company. We're just here to get, get it done. (laughs) We just want to be successful.
0: Well, and, and, and the dog you have in the fight is simply making the organization successful because you pull all these silos together.
1: Exactly, John. Right? And that's what I, as a project manager, um, my, my, my favorite thing about this role is my, my, their success is my success, mm-hmm. right? The greatest thing I love about being a project manager is you're kind of a catalyst for the business to help them be successful. And, uh, if you project managers, you don't do the work anymore. And I, I miss that when I first became a project manager, I miss the technical side. I miss scripting. I missed uh, my hands-on work, but um, over time, I've just I've just found that the greatest satisfaction for me comes from helping other people be successful.
0: Again, we've we've been uh, delighted to have Joseph Garfield on the show. Uh, Joseph is the CEO and founder of Phase Three IT. Uh, so, J- Joseph, for those that uh, have got a complex IT project, they need some help with they need uh to to call the calvary as it were tell them how they can get in touch with you
1: well uh, probably the fastest way is just to call my cell phone you know 678-906-9308 it's my direct line uh don't uh, don't write down any, any bathroom uh, walls please that's, that's my <laughs> that's my direct number um but no that's best way just give me a call because yep. you know right now obviously i'm, I'm usually busy with uh, with customers um sure and but you know, I, not only is I'm able to quickly assess projects and their, their health, I also have a network of resources, not only my employees, but I have a network of other resources who are experts in their various fields from security to servers, to net, you know, to, to network, to project management, management, so I can bring in the right people to do the job. And one thing I, do, I did too, John, is I built my own, I mentioned the 3d process we actually have a, a system. We built our own custom so, uh, solution for project management that provides complete clarity and visibility and ownership of the project from, from beginning to end. And so I'm able to bring people in very quickly and train them on my project process so that they're able to be as successful as I am. And so the, the people that I've hired in the past are actually um, you know, junior people, junior PMs. Uh, some even were administrative assistants when I brought them in. But after, after several weeks and sometimes a few months of just training and mentoring them, I was able to help them to be successful project managers. And our customers have told us that they were the best project managers they ever worked with.
0: Wow. Uh, so so you, you really truly leave the place better than you found it.
1: That's the goal, John. I mean, right. we're only here for a short time on earth. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's my goal is to make people better than I find it. I mean, some professionals like to try to keep the knowledge to, close to their chest. Uh, so that they have that value. They feel like that's their unique value. And I think the opposite is true. I think the more you help people, uh, the more value you bring to them, the more value you add to yourself. Um, and I found my, my greatest growth has been through working with other people. I've learned so much from people I've worked with, and I just try to offer some of that value back. But uh, definitely that's our goal is to, to help them be successful and that even after we're gone, that uh, all, all the training we give them, all the tools we give them, we encourage them to keep on using it to, to be successful.
0: Great words from Joseph Garfield. He's the CEO and founder of Phase Three IT. Joseph, it's been great. Thanks for being with us.
1: Thank you, John. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Folks, just a reminder that uh, Alpharetta Tech Talk is available. This show's available generally weekly uh, on the uh, North Fulton Business Radio X dot com. You can find us there. And you can find uh any if you miss any of our live shows, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Tune In Spotify, Overcast Podbean. Do you get the idea? You can find us on pretty much any any uh uh significant podcast app or even on YouTube. So uh check us out and, and if you like what we're doing, uh give us a great review. We would we would really appreciate that. Uh, you can also find us on uh, Twitter or Facebook, and LinkedIn, by the way, uh, on, at North Fulton BRX. That's where we post and, and notify on all the shows that we have here in the North Fulton Business Radio X studio. So for my guest, Joseph Garfield with Phase 3 IT, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on Alpharetta Tech Talk.